Welcome back to Middle Text Week in Reading. My name is Nate Antetomaso. This week we have a blog all about spotting bad design from our head of design, Jacqueline Benson. She actually also works over at Awesome Inc. and this is from their blog, awesomeinc.org slash blog. Let's do it. Spotting Bad Design and How to Avoid It by Jacqueline Benson As a designer, it's easy for me to find issues, misspellings, or preventable design errors in the real world. A few years ago, I was at a local restaurant looking over the salad portion of the menu, and I saw a dish title that sounded good, but there's no description. As a vegetarian, it's really important that I know exactly what's included in a dish, so I just moved on to other options. After glancing at the appetizer section, I saw a small paragraph describing a salad, but then there was no title. Then it hit me that appetizer actually wasn't an appetizer, but it was that missing salad description from the other part of the menu. The menu was poorly designed and it wasn't proofed before printing. We often don't notice design until it's bad design, and it affects our ability to understand information. So let's talk about how to avoid that in our own pieces. There are some key components in spotting poor design or in creating good design. Communication, placement, and contrast. Number one is communication. To spot poor communication, you'll probably know immediately since you'll be confused, have questions, or find yourself just quickly moving on. Here are a few questions to ask yourself when reviewing designs to make sure you're communicating well. What's the first thing you see? Then ask yourself if that's the first thing that you want to see. Does something feel wrong or off or missing? Do you still have questions after viewing the piece for five seconds? Do you know where to go or what to do next? And are there any typos or misspellings? If the answer to your questions here aren't what you're hoping for, then here are a few ways to avoid poor communication. Number one, don't use busy or hard to read fonts. Number two, group similar information like a header and a subheader together, and then add a larger space before the remaining paragraphs. And number three, use contrasting fonts and sizing to add in focus on what's important. Placement is next. Sometimes just the placement of an element can vastly affect the overall design, just like the broken menu item I mentioned earlier. Here are a few things to watch out for to know when bad placement is affecting your piece. If elements are cut off, especially important content like text or the focus of an image. If elements are separated or broken apart, which adds confusion. If there's just too much place on the piece overall and it's overwhelming. To help fix placement issues, look at key design principles for tips. Make sure you align and group elements. Try to avoid widows and orphans. These are parts of sentences or words that get cut off and then they move down to the next line. And lastly, use white space for eye breaks and pauses, or just to bring focus to one singular thing. Last is contrast. When perceiving design, we most often consume images and color before we even read text. When contrast is poor, we'll notice it quickly and often be turned away from whatever we're looking at. It's usually fairly obvious to tell when the contrast is not great, but there's also a few key indicators you can look for. If you can't read it because colors are too similar, your contrast is bad. If your eyes are straining or if they hurt. 
If there's too many of one thing, or there's too much of one color, it can add confusion. To avoid bad contrasts, try to use colors at the opposite ends of saturation or tint and shade spectrum. Make sure to vary the element types and sizes that you use. And lastly, create a varying typeface hierarchy. If you follow all these, you'll have some good designs.